Hello. Hello. Are you in your office? Yes, I'm in my office of my parents' house, which is actually a really messy dining room. And my desk is like in the corner, but I'm facing the room, but I've left a wall behind me. So I look like I'm in a blank room because if I was facing the other way, all people would see is mess. Basically. Yeah, you fooled you fooled me. I mean, it looks like you're in a professional office setting, and like you say, you've got your La Crusette mug as a vi. So. Yes, <laughs> I've got two now. I've got the blue one and an orange one. Living the dream because so, I like to have a few coffees a day. My dad reuses the same mug, but I'm like, no, I must, I must have a fresh one. We're not about that life. No, you can't have a fruit tea in a mug that you've had a latte in. It's got remnants of. <laughs> But he always, he steals my blue one. See, my dad's also got a blue one and a dark blue one. And he steals my blue one. And I know when he's stolen it because he makes the coffee and heats the milk. And then, like, while the coffee's pouring into the hot milk, he stirs it, like, constantly and constantly. And it all gets, there's, like, patterns. You know, like a, like a, not a kaleidoscope. What was them things when you were younger and you could spin it and it would draw circles? Oh, I do know the thing you mean. I don't know what it's called, but maybe a gyroscope? I don't gyroscope. know. A gyroscope, a kaleidoscope, a something scope. But you look inside the mug and there's all these circular patterns. And I'm like, you have been mixing milk and coffee in my La Creuse mug. Whereas this one, he's not stolen because he doesn't ever mix, get confused between the two. Yeah, you need to label them. You should just I need put to. like a labelling machine and just get like this is Eleanor's mug don't <laughs> nobody touch it nobody touch <laughs> how was your weekend did anything chronic happen nothing chronic happened it was actually really delightful in every way I really I did you know those weekends where you don't have a lot on and you're like oh, yep. I don't actually have a lot planned I had like less than one of those weekends on and it was so nourishing. <laughs> what did you do? I um, I have like a whole, if I've got an evening on my own, I have like a whole self-care like regime plans. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have a bath. That takes mm-hmm. about two hours. Oh yeah. Um, and I'll well, have a whole... first thing though, are you allowed to have a bath because cost of living, cost of heating water... I'm not allowed. I'm only allowed <laughs> one per week and I'm not allowed to get attached. And I have to be grateful. Not I have to attached. thank everyone. And potentially, if it continues and the bills go up, I have to make a donation every time I have one. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's the bath fund. <laughs> you should start adding to it now. Well, it's funny you say that, actually, because our bath is <laughs> a bit finished. You can't just run the hot tap and then put a plug in and get in the bath. The hot tap in the bath doesn't run that hot. So what I have to do is run the hot tap and I have to boil like three kettles worth of water. (laughs) No, that is, you remember when you're little and you have a paddling pool and they're cold and you're like, man, it's cold. And she boils the kettle and runs out the back door with the kettle and pours it in the paddling pool like 50 times. That's literally me. Yeah. That's you. It's really sad. But my love for baths, which has only just happened in my late 20s, which is and, a shame. As yeah, people think it's expensive. But, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Now my now my love for bath comes right in time with the energy crisis, and I'm it's boiling kettles habit. like there's no. T- yeah, it's a really expensive <laughs> habit. And um, so yeah, so I'll do that. I'll have a bath. I've I've noticed though that the duration of the bath temperature staying warm is about an hour. Oh, but I like yeah. kind of two point five to three hours. Exactly. You have to be like, mom. 
<laughs> you pull the castle. <laughs> me. My mum probably would bring a hot kettle up to help me, but our hot, hot, hot tap works, so I just have to like run it. But I have to do it in secret. If my dad was to hear me refilling a bath that I've already run, he'd be like probably posting me a bill under the door. Yeah. It would. I think he'd be sending me the receipt and be like, I've Googled it. On average, it costs £3.60. In any store, you can have in the. It was like an eight. But you had to like top up a little fog yep. of electricity. Do you reckon he's going to like, in? he'll probably like <laughs> install some sort of device so he knows how much water and electricity you've used. So at the end of the week, he'll be like, right, <laughs> your brain's right, comfy. It wouldn't shock me if he actually installed a smart meter and every time I do anything, he checks what it's on, waits till I've done something and then like writes it down on a bit of paper. So he's like, yeah, you can run a bath, but let me take a start and end reading. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me because he doesn't have a smart meter, but it wouldn't surprise me if he installed one just yeah. for that purpose. I can... Something mildly chronic did happen, actually. What happened? Um, no, it it wasn't that chronic. It it was funny. It wasn't chronic for me. It was chronic for something someone else. I witnessed someone else's chronic occurrence. So <laughs> I went to London to see Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and for listeners, that's just one of my uni friends. Um, and we went. We wanted to find a rooftop bar to have a drink in. And Grace said, "Oh, Sky Garden is good." I've not been, I'm not not local enough. So we walked there and it said like no walk-ins today. So I was like, oh, chronic, okay. And she said, oh no, there's another one that's actually free where there's like a viewing platform, but there is a bar. So we could just go see, if not, we'll just go enjoy the view. And that was by St. Paul's Cathedral. Can't remember what it was called. So we go, we go up in the lift to this top floor thing, like look at the view and I'm like, oh, it's lovely. And there's like, a hotel kind of bar situation attached and it's called Madison I think okay don't know if that's like a nice hotel slash bar I think it was nice because a bottle of vodka was 2,700 pounds oh my goodness <laughs> yeah you went to one of those places yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but they had like a DJ and like like they'd made it into like a winter wonderland there was all like bits of like fur blankets and like outdoor heaters um and I was like, should we just see if we can get a drink here? So they were like, oh, yeah, we've got space. And I was like, okay, can't be as fancy as I thought, even though it's £2,700. So yes, we go into the bar, mm-hmm. uh, get seated. Um, and I thought, okay, look at the menu. And they do mulled wine for £9. And I think in central London, in a rooftop bar with a view and a DJ, the DJ, he, he didn't move for two hours apart from to bop his knee. It was just constant knee his situation. Knee. His knee was just like popping in and out the whole time. It was like <laughs> little routine. And um, it was weird because we all had heaters, so I could take my coat off. The poor DJ had no heaters. He had to wear a full blown coat, hat, gloves, scarf situation. That's why he was bopping his knee. He was frozen. <laughs> it's like, gotta keep warm. Yeah. So the first chronic thing. So we all did our mulled wine, lovely. They arrived with cinnamon sticks in, and I thought they were straws. And I said to Grace, how cool is this? They've given us a cinnamon straw. She was like, I really don't think you should try drinking out of that or try eating it. (laughs) So (laughs) I didn't, but I did think this is misleading. They should say not edible. 
I mean, well, to be fair, what would have happened if you had drunk out of the straw? Just had a, a cinnamony experience. I tried, but because it wasn't like airtight, it was a bit of like a blowing bubbles into my drink okay. situation. I'm Got in it. such a posh place where vodka was £2,700. I was like, I should have been messing around. <laughs> <laughs> but so Grace said to me, oh, I'm really enjoying this music. It's really good. Like, what type of music is this? And I was like, I don't know, just kind of... There was no, like, singing in it. And she was like, oh, I've got an Android phone and Android phones at all times will tell you what music's being played. And I was like, oh, iPhones do, do, don't do that. And she was like, oh, I've looked. Um, it says it's Disclosure. And I was like, cool, okay. And then, like, ten minutes later, she's like, I'm still enjoying this music. Let's see what the song is now. She was like, oh, it's Disclosure again. And then, like, another ten minutes go by and she's like, it's Disclosure again. And I was like, do you think that's actually just Disclosure, like, performing? And we didn't know. <laughs> and then she was like... No, I don't think it is. And then, like, an hour goes by, and she's like, my phone says the music is still Disclosure. And she was like, that's really weird. And then a bit of time goes by, and she was like, can you hear that kind of, like, second beat going on? And I was like, mm, I'm a bit deaf. And then she was like, hmm, okay. And then looks at her phone, and she was like, oh, my God, it hasn't been listening. I've been playing Disclosure out loud on my phone for the whole evening. <laughs> So people oh, must have thought she was trying to be like a second DJ, just in the background, blending in disclosure, it. trying to be disclosure. Um, I thought the moral of that story was going to be, you know, Android phones just don't work. <laughs> well, I think they don't because they apparently were playing the music. I was like, my iPhone doesn't. But then I tried to get my phone to listen and see what the music was. It didn't. It didn't even, it couldn't because people were talking. So I think Android phones probably are better. But anyway, that wasn't even the chronic situation. <laughs> the chronic situation was, so we're sat there having our drinks and we're like, oh, it's filling up now. And it was getting really full. And I was like, we were quite lucky to be laying, um, especially as we're buying £9 mulled wine. And for some customers, they make thousands of pounds on vodka. And then... All of a sudden, this child, I'd say like age four, just starts wandering around, kind of looks at me, walks off, looks at kind of everyone. And I said, whose kid is that? Then you see at the kind of, it's like not a gate, like a, oh, you know them things where it's like a pole, a bit of rope, another pole. Yeah, like a divider like, sort of Yeah, thing. to prevent the riffraff from being allowed yeah, in. Yeah, keep them out. On the keep the riff because yeah. of the height of it and the height of the child the child just walks under and then I look over to where the child came from and it's mum is there like trying to get in to be like there's my kid can I have my kid back and the bouncer's like sorry you can't come in she's, <laughs> she's like but that's my child over there and he, he's like sorry I'm gonna have to send someone to get your child you're not allowed in like essentially like you're not on the list and I was like we weren't on the list how are we in here playing music <laughs> in the background drinking nine pound drinks and then it took three waiters to chase this child and pick up the child and return it to its mum mum still wasn't allowed in and grace is like do you think that was a ploy to be let in where you're kind of like send your kid in then you have to go rescue the child you're now allowed into this private establishment on this rooftop i mean if that was her ploy if that was her ploy quite a good idea and yeah. why, why would the bouncers not just let her go and get her child <laughs> oh, goodness sake like what i mean she probably didn't want to get in she probably just was i don't know would you be passing by the area if she was like staying in the hotel i don't know, what I don't know. Like, sorry no you're gonna take over the <laughs> he was literally holding her back 
and she was like <laughs> waving to her child and he was like you can't come in you can't come in and i was like that poor child she's wandering around loose i'm surprised like, you know like you know like mums can get quite understandably can get quite ferocious mm. Like, I'm surprised she didn't. Yeah, like coming in, give me a bottle of vodka while I'm at it. Yeah, made me think I would have children just to be let into exclusive venues. Just send my kid in, say, "Go in, get mommy an espresso martini, and I'll be in in a minute." (laughs) Don't talk to any strangers unless they look like they're going to give us a seat. (laughs) I'll be in the background accidentally playing Disclosure from my Android phone. (laughs) Like we're in. (laughs) Maybe that's the. Maybe that's the like. (laughs) the key to get in maybe if grace wasn't playing disclosure on her phone they would have just been like no nah. like, you're not cool enough maybe it was disclosure performing and they were like they're with him he, they're doing a sound test in the background <laughs> they're part of the set <laughs> part of the set they did sit us behind the dj so i wonder if that was they think you're next on they think you're next on <laughs> we were <laughs> I don't think I'll be very good at DJing. I won't be able to do the knee bop. I think you have to be like next level cool to be a DJ. Like, yeah, there's just like there's some there's some realms that I feel like I personally feel like I would never reach, and like the DJ realm is just like yeah, too cool for me. <laughs> do you have to go to like DJ school? It's funny you say that. Actually, I'm doing a course. No, I'm like, being a DJ. No, no, I'm not doing. I'm not becoming a DJ. You recorded at that bar. No, no, no. So, so I'm, I'm doing a course at the moment, um, and music is a heavy component of it, and that we have to select the right music for oh, the gosh. sessions. And someone on the course is on a DJ course at the moment <laughs> and she keeps putting her mixes into like the group. She's, she's, actually, she's actually pretty good but it's just funny you say that because I was like yeah you actually do you can go to DJ school she, she's using that course as a springboard for her DJ career she's like how can I get what, do, does she want to bounce out into the spiritual community <laughs> she's like spiritual part of her plan she's like where's all these niche places I could launch my music I'll join a spiritual course and just pretend I'm interested, play my mix in the background. They'll all become followers, promote it to their followers. There we are, free marketing. Done. That's our plan. Next, you'll see her at the bar throwing her kid in and be like, go in, take my Android phone, play my mix to the crowd. Teach a child to like upload the USB device, like plug it in. Yeah, plug it just in. press play, just press play. Just press play. <laughs> Sometimes feel like, a bit of a DJ so I'm like going through Spotify trying to select these tracks that people would want to breathe to. Do you just kind of type in like breath tracks or do you think right I'm going to type in calm and then build up music? I don't know. To be honest I try and find like DJs that are less known because you don't want music that people know mm-hmm. because if they're going to want a bit like disclosure an in the background. Exactly. You, <laughs> you, if you're in like an altered state of consciousness and then all of a sudden you get disclosure, you're like, you can back to another time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, you need music that you don't associate with anything. Yes. I suppose that DJ probably works well then if she's new, then exactly. no one's going to be like, oh, I listened to this and I beat her after 15 bottles of vodka that cost me 20 grand. Exactly. <laughs> I listened to this when I was bankrupt in Ibiza. Bankrupt? Oh, God, I was bankrupt in Ibiza. That was oh, a poor time. I've only just paid it off. Well done, by the way. Tragic. I remember I arrived in Ibiza. I hope my parents don't listen to this. I arrived in Ibiza. I hadn't saved up. So I went on Monzo and clicked apply for overdraft and it instantly approved. And I was like, cool, there's my spending money for Ibiza. 
thought it's <laughs> only just recently being like, no, I feel like I did pay that off a while ago. When my overdraft now on Monzo is only fifty pounds, I was like, I'm not making taking that chance again. Your 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 whole spends for Ibiza were fifty pounds. No, no, it was seven fifty. I was going to say, I'd be lucky to buy you lunch <laughs> in Ibiza. Yes, you wouldn't get a drink in a club. I think one vodka, like one vodka Red Bull was 20 euros. I know. No, no, I, I shrunk my overdraft on Monzo because okay. I was like, it's just dangerous. I'll end up jetting off to Ibiza every week and be like, here it is. Don't, 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 don't worry though, you're not alone. I, I didn't use, I didn't actually use my overdraft while I was in uni. Uh-huh. I managed to stay out of it. And then upon being in Ibiza for the year, I I went into it massively. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't like, get out of it for ages. For Ibiza. That's how you do it. There you I go. Don't think, Thank you, Santander. There's anyone in this planet in their 20s who could just fly to Ibiza and be like, I've got enough spends ready and available. Unless they live at home for free and don't spend any money and have saved up for two years. I just don't see how. If they do, I doubt the money's come from their pocket. Yeah, someone else's. <laughs> Monzo, Santander, mum and dad. Yeah, mum, dad. Inheritance. Yeah, no one can just <laughs> a normal job in their 20s, fly to Ibiza and buy a drink in a club without some form of loan. <laughs> without I think, some form well, my trip to Ibiza, because even a bottle of water was like 50 euros, I'd say just give me, I'll say I'll have a cup of ice. And because the ice surely came from a bag, it can't be the poisonous water. So just melt ice in my mouth as my hydration for the night. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just, it was tragic. It? You couldn't buy a round of drinks in Ibiza because that's £200. Yeah, I, I remember once trying oh. to buy a round of drinks in a bar and... Um, my card kept getting declined and I I didn't I was like I think I had like 50 pound left on yeah. my overdraft or spends and I was like it's fine like 50 pounds is enough to buy a round of drinks but I think the round of drinks was like 60 or something oh my god and it was I say round of drinks it was two drinks let's just be clear oh. like, I've seen these yeah. people on TikTok who are like I went to Ibiza for 24 hours it was cheaper than going out like they, they could got cheap flights and I'm like what did you drink out there because that's 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 a 20 very expensive 24 hours how to spend a thousand pounds in 24 hours on nothing but a night out and two drinks fly to ibiza and post on tiktok yeah <laughs> so talking of the cost of things in in this bar this rooftop bar that where disclosure wasn't playing mm. they had these drinks and they looked like cocktails and they were like I can't remember what one was called, like winter snowflake or something. There was like five different ingredients. It was like fifteen pounds. I think that's kind of standard for a cocktail, especially in a rooftop bar in London. You're paying for your view. You're paying for your DJ. Um, and so I thought, oh, that looks nice. And Grace was like, oh, I might get that. And then she was like, hang on a minute. Before I order this, it says it's only forty milliliters. Is that a standard size for a cocktail? And I was like, that's a shot. That is a shot. 40 milliliters is a shot of Listerine that you would have as a mouthwash. <laughs> Literally, it's a shot. 15 pounds for a shot. Could you imagine? You, it arrives and I'm there with my cocktail from the cocktail list and Grace is like, oh, I've got mine, winter snowflake. Oh, it's done. Done and dusted. You'd have to sip it to make it. I think I'd cry. How much will each sip cost? <laughs> like, like each five I think you do that in like sip. three sips, three small sips. Five pounds a sip for like 
who would ever order that? And how, how would that? I've never, I've never seen that in a bar before. Like, I've seen like fancy shops. I know why. Not that. No one would buy it. Of course, you've never seen it in a bar. <laughs> who would ever buy that? Lesser in Ibiza. I'm not going to like... those sort of places, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I will be um, ever again? So I've got a listener story. A listener has sent in a chronic story. All right. And actually, I feel like you and your job might be able to advise on what you would do. Right. So here's the here's the listener story. I was at work as a fitness instructor teaching spin. I suddenly had terrible stomach cramps and I knew I needed to find a toilet. Unfortunately, as it was the last class of the day, all of the toilets had been locked. I didn't know what to do, so I had no choice but to end the class early and run home. During my run home, I just couldn't hold it. I pooed myself in the street in a pair of leggings. (laughs) After the incident, I had to go back to the gym to put everything away and lock up as I'd left in in such a hurry. That is a chronic story. Oh dear! <laughs> As a fitness instructor, what would you do if that happened to you? Well, I feel like I actually don't know. I'm guessing from the story, it was a happy ending in that they managed to get home, sort themselves out, <laughs> and then get back to. But the thing is, if I'm putting that into context of the way I work now, oh. I'd have to get on the tube. So I don't. <laughs> No, I actually don't know what I would do. And uh, all I can say is, luckily, is all that I know all of the toilets would be open. So that's the great news. You just have to use a toilet at work. Just... Be... <laughs> but you know, I do. I do think of this sometimes, not about the risk of pooing myself, but like you know, you know when you're in, well, maybe you know when you're in like central, central London. Mm-hmm. Unless you're in like an actual restaurant and you're a, a paying customer, mm-hmm. you cannot use a toilet anywhere no no and there's there's none on a tube is there no none on no no tubes have them and i remember being on oxford street this was ages ago before i lived here and going into a into a subway and being like can i buy something and use your loo and they were like we don't have a loo and i just yeah i didn't know that was a thing i didn't know like places that actually dispense food and water were not able to give you somewhere to use the loo i thought that was against the law and I thought I've, it was as well. I've honestly felt many a time, like sometimes I've been like so busting for a wee, and I've been like, "Do I'm just going to pull the pregnancy card?" And I think I have to let you go then. Well, it's interesting you say this. This happened to me. I was driving through central London years ago, and obviously stuck in severe traffic. I drank loads of water, and I needed to wee so badly that actually my trousers were too tight. I must have filled my bladder too capacity, and I pulled in, pulled into a Tesco Express. And sprinted in and said, there was a queue of people. And I was like, I don't have time to queue. And I literally shouted across the queue, I am going to wet myself right now. If you don't let me use your toilet, I need to use it right now. And they were like, oh my God, we don't have a public toilet. We just have like a um, an employee toilet. And they were like, we'll let you use it. We have to come in with you. So went to the <gasps> toilet and they just had to stand there looking away while I used okay. the toilet. No, because they're like, we're not allowed to let people back here. You might steal from us. You might be like part of some like robbery plans we have to come in with you <laughs> sure that's the most annoying thing about all these places when you say can i use the toilet and they're like no sorry we don't have toilets it's like, you're lying to my you're face lying. they are lying you have toilets 
you do have toilets you just will not let me use yeah, it and i can't believe they went in with you did they not even <laughs> let you like just to stand did they not stand outside the door at least at this point i didn't care i literally <laughs> thought apparently your bladder can burst if it reaches mm. like too, capacity, too much capacity so i was like i'm actually gonna have my bladder explode and i will need to be hospitalized and might die or i just work myself in the middle of tesco with everyone looking at me or at one point i thought maybe i just wee in the car and just have my car like cleaned and put on clean clothes i was like i was literally driving down roads looking at people's houses being like i might just have to knock at a door and be, like, let me in i've blocked the road in central london please <laughs> let me in your door that is the worst feeling when you're so busting it actually hurts yeah. it does it was hurt. painful yeah so if any listeners if this has happened to you send us your chronic stories yeah i'd love to hear thanks for listening um send me in your stories if you've got any chronic stories um and if not tune in for the next episode